to Beyond Dragondom from wherever you are listening to today. The weekly episode channel for fantasy adventure stories. My name is Leslie. I am the author, the creator, and the narrator of Tales from Dragondom and Beyond and Aisha's Adventures Through Quantum Time and Space. Aisha, Portal to Dragondom, is the first in the series. I hope you enjoy the episodes as much as I enjoy writing them. If you are listening to me on my YouTube or podcast platforms and would like to leave a like or would like to know automatically when the next weekly episode is live, I understand you can do this by pressing the follow. Shall we join Aisha now and her friends in her adventures in Dragondom and beyond? Episode 35 Dralimer's Fear I came into land on the well-worn boulder seat outside Dralimer's oak tree. Bouncing onto the ground, I then shapeshifted back into my normal shape, full Arianel. Yes, complete this time with my full light warrior uniform, as I manifest Captain Halibar's elven dress cloak. I had gotten quite attached to it, and it was certainly very useful as an addition to my props. This dress code would make things more formal, or should I say, it would, I hope, give me a better chance of being taken seriously by those I was going to need to talk to. Now I would wait for the others to arrive. Looking around, I opened up my mind so I could hear anything going on around me. Suddenly, all the thoughts within a small area around me flooded in. As usual, I started to filter them. Fairies and sprites, talking as they worked with their plants and other paternal natures. Mr. Wintermouse, busy telling his wines and mixes how he expected them to act. Lovingly, of course, Mrs. Wintermouse giving gratitude and thanks over the food she was preparing, and then, over and above everything else, the thoughts directly, explicitly at me. Aisha, why wait? Come on, come in. We need to talk before the others arrive. It was Dralinma. As soon as I had opened up, he had obviously picked up my arrival. As usual, the door opened as I walked up to it. Aisha, glad you made it before the others arrived. I have not long come back from Miss Daly. I had to do a lesson up there, so stayed and we had a chat. It seems things are heating up all around. Still, it was bound to happen eventually, if the prophecy came anywhere near coming into reality. I need to know what the creature was that you came upon when with the Tarun. No smile. No small talk. Direct and to the point. You must be worried. It was totally different from their use with Philodonites. This was a creature similar to an overgrown cockroach from Earth, but standing more than twice your height. I initially picked up its need for food. Taroons, I felt, were on the menu, shuddered while reliving the episode. 
It seemed to float on something, only a few inches off the ground. Afraid of water? Oh, and it could throw fireballs very rapidly. They seemed to do this by linking their minds and the angry it got. So the power of the fireballs or bombs increased to a white hot, almost destroying level. So hot was it that those that missed me then turned the volcanic sand to molten glass, which I managed to, with some ice balls, turn into obsidian. But scary. Dralimer just sat there, his elbows resting on the massive open book on his messy desk, just looking into the distance. I was not part of. His middle fingers tapped the inside of his mouth while he listened. Now there was silence. He looked up at me, his crystal clear blue eyes fixed hard on mine. I need more. I need to see and know more. He tailed off into his thoughts again, cloaking them totally. Rather than just sit, I wanted to do something. Maybe there was something in the old parchment that I hadn't read. There had to be something. I moved quietly over to the far side of the rickety old shelves and was about to ask them to help when his voice exploded in my mind. No! He was on his feet now and I swirled around to see what had happened. Again he was looking straight at me. Aisha, you did well, but you must have missed something. Something that I wouldn't have missed. Please, please, will you let me meld my mind with yours? I need to see everything exactly as you saw it, not as you remember it. I knew I had to be willing for this to work fully. Also, it would be less painful for me if I did. Looking at the high wizard's face, I knew I had no way of saying no. So I agreed, and within seconds the link was made, and my head spun as light seemed to flash faster and faster. I literally was having my mind taken back to the quantumness that was still playing out somewhere in the ethereal realms. Now for me, the replay. In no time, the link was broken, and I watched the back of Dralimer as he fled through the now open door and outside. I would have followed, but my mind was still spinning from the sudden re release from him. The sun was bright when I managed to go outside, and I shielded my eyes for a few seconds with my hand before I was able to see properly. It had only been a few minutes since Dralimer had left, and he was nowhere in sight. It was, however, Milana and Belaldwin, now in elf form, that greeted my sight. They were not alone, and all were looking in the same direction, out towards the area where presumably Dralimer had gone. There was no time for questions, nor for small talk. With Belaldwin's help, Milana had managed to gather Mr. and Mrs. Wintermouse, many of the gnomes and the leading fairies and sprites from the tree town and also some of the pixies, leprechauns, and even some of the animals who lived in harmony within the edge of the woodland here. Now, also with her help, I explained where we were, what was happening, and how now was the time to help the rest of the all that is, and how the Darkling 
was on the move and thus everybody needed to be ready and vigilant. I finished the small, short monologue by saying that the High Council of Dragons had asked for delegations from all their realms to meet in three sunrises, including the one we had just had. The meeting would be at the place of the summer fair and games. Then Bell Aldrin stressed the need for their help, also to get the word out, yet at the same time the need to use voice speak, as we were not sure if there were already any Darkling agents operating. In fact, now, if something seemed out of place, she suggested, it was reported rapidly. The air was abuzz with excitement, as well as tension. Everyone rushed off to help to spread the word within not only the town, but also to others outlying villages and farming communities around the lake and through the large expanse of woodland. Once the three of us were once more alone, Belle Aldwin seemed to relax a little. She sat on a worn log seat and curled her long legs up and hugged them with her arms. I think we have got a lot done in a short time, don't you? She looked up at both of us, I nodded, but Milana went a little bit further. Right, what should we do now? There is such a large area to cover, and unless we all split up, we will never do it. For a second, both I and Belaldwin looked at her. At this moment, there was no way that she should be allowed out on her own. Her father, the king, would not forgive either of us if anything happened to his daughter. Well, let's think this out a little. I looked from one to the other to see if they were ready to listen to me, trying to take the lead as I knew I should. I suggest that we send Little One and the Emerald Dragon out to gather folks together so it would save time. As to us, I suggest that we should make use of the stone circles close at hand to reach some of the lo other locations. I looked at Milana. If we stick together, you know everyone we need to meet. Bel Aldwin is used to working alone and can move faster in various ways. So this was what was accepted. Bel Aldwin was going to head off immediately out to the furthest reaches of Dragondom, while we would keep more local so Milana could easily get home again before sunset. The unicorns, the dragon school and outlying communities which the dragons would prepare for our arrival. All these would be easily reached today. Then we would all meet up later at sunset at one specific stone circle in the high valley above Unicorn Bluff. Because we were using voice speak for all this, Milana rushed off to let the dragons know what was going to happen and what we needed them to do. While she was gone, it was the first time since this started, I had a chance to speak alone with Bill Aldwin. Thanks for what you've done for me here and Master Wenchu and more. I know you have been there keeping an eye out for me and have probably stopped me from making some very stupid mistakes. I looked down at her as she was still sitting. I was surprised. She was sitting now with her chin on her knees, arms still wrapped around her calves, pulling them into her chest. She was rocking back and forth gently. 
I opened my heart to feel her emotions. I had gotten the impression she was cold and very self-reliant. Now I felt a softness, a loneliness, which I had myself felt so many times in the many lives. I moved towards her and touched her arm gently. But old one, she stiffened slightly. I felt a little embarrassed and went to move my hand. She suddenly stopped me. Her fingers were strong around my wrist. Unwinding her long legs, she stood up, still holding me. Then, in almost a whisper, You have still a lot to remember, my young friend. But you have also something about you which has brought a side out in me that none must know about. Her eyes bored into me. To everybody, I am untouchable. The strong one who needs no one. You have just touched my inner soul. You have seen the real hidden me. Never must anyone know this. Never. She released my arm and I rubbed it to get the circulation back. Now her back was to me and she watched Milana coming back from the little hill where the dragons had just moved into the sky. It was my turn to speak out now, and I had no idea what words would come out. I did feel as if it was not the time for me, that I was standing here wishing to speak, so I just let it happen. Well, old one, the voice was not quite me, and she also noticed this as she stiffened visibly again. You are strong. No one would think less of you for dropping the wall occasionally. As one who everyone relies on and looks to for answers and questions, and for protection, we live very solitary lives. Now you also have someone here who understands that, having also lived in many times. Allow yourself occasional breaks from solitude. We are here now. She never turned around again. Just before Milana was in earshot, she simply said, Yes, I know. And the moment was over. I hope you enjoyed this latest episode from Aisha, Portal to Dragondom. Join me in future episodes as Aisha first learns who she really is and learns the skills that she will need, and be with her when she faces the darkling, the evil that is sent to disrupt the world in which she lives. As her adventure in Dragondom, and learning from the masters of the Elvin warriors just what she really is, all unfold. Thank you for listening, and if you would like to, I would appreciate it if you press the like button or follow. For now, I wish you goodbye.